Well, happy Friday. Fridays are good. Happy Friday, everybody. August 4th, and oh my gosh, July is gone, and here we are. We gotta like really enjoy this month because September is gonna be here before we know it now. Even though this has kind of like been a weird season and all that kind of stuff, and we're really not sure what's gonna be happening. It's still September, and even in our minds, it's gonna mean life changes and gets on to new routines. So let's enjoy the rest of our summer here and um, before we get back to it, however that might be. So hey, have you ever had a situation uh, where you just finished a long run of something and you were just tired or you just wanted to get away for a little bit? You know, so you try to find a little rest and relaxation and maybe when you're trying to do that, you find yourself stumbling right into the middle of somebody else's problem. You know, that's kind of what's happening in today's gospel, you know, um, of Jesus and the story of Jesus walking on the water. Now, this must have been a situation that uh, lent itself to serious oral tradition back in the early church. Because the story of Jesus walking on the water during the storm is actually in three, three different gospels. Luke doesn't have it. Matthew, Mark, and John all have this story. And each one of them, though, like the gospel writers themselves, they have their own nuance, their own community they're writing to, a particular point that they're trying to do, but they're drawing on the same wellspring. Literally, somehow there was something that's happening and Jesus is there. And in, in each one of those, though, we have uh, Jesus out, obviously, for a walk. Now, Matthew is closest to Jesus planning on coming into the boat, but that really doesn't seem to be his focal point. Now, that's an interesting thing that I think a lot of us overlook. Jesus isn't planning on getting into the boat in these readings. But in Matthew, Matthew gets closest, and Jesus actually kind of making it possibly his focal point. And in each one of these three versions, there's a rough ride, though. The storm, the boat tossed about, strong winds, this or that. But in each one of the three, Jesus says, do not be afraid. How often does he say that throughout scriptures, throughout the Gospels? I know a couple of weeks ago, Father Dennis was talking about, he was trying to count how many times Jesus says, do not be afraid, you know, because Jesus knows inside of us our fears and, you know, our hurts and all of that, and he doesn't want those to be our focal point. So do not be afraid, he says. Always easier said than done, of course. But you know, the storms of our lives, aren't they all very different? You know, each one of us encounters storms of one sort or another. But the bottom line in all the storms of our lives are truly the same. You know, they've been around since Adam and Eve, issues and problems. And in my thoughts, and what I've been thinking about on on the story of Jesus walking in the water and the three uh, versions of it in the scriptures, um, each one of them represents a unique way of how we respond in our various ways to the storms in our lives. So in the Gospel of John, you know, it never says that the strong winds stopped anywhere in this passage. And it never says Jesus got into the boat. What does happen is, though, before, um, before he can 
uh, get into the boat if you wanted to be, is that they've arrived at their destination. You know, they're just essentially in this passage, they're just traveling alongside Jesus. He's here on the water. They're there in the boat. And Jesus is with them as they're going through the storm together. Now, for some of us, that's enough. Jesus doesn't need to get in the boat with us. Just knowing Jesus is walking alongside of us is more than enough. Realizing that he is with us is all we need to get through. Then sometimes the storms in our lives just confuse us. And even when things eventually quiet down, we just can't put a finger on why. Why me? Why did this storm? Why this situation? And in the Gospel of Mark, you know, like the other two versions, the disciples are afraid of what they see when Jesus comes out there. You know, there's somebody out in a lake, you know, nearby them, and they're not in a boat. Think about that. That's weird, you know. And they fear in their culture that it happens to be a sea spirit. It says ghost in the passage, but literally a spirit from, from the sea, you know which is not a very good omen if you happen to be out on a boat, you know? And then when Jesus comes into the boat, when Jesus comes into the storms, the storms of our lives, and he enters in and he quiets them, he enters that boat in the Gospel of Mark and he quiets the storm. They really don't know quite what to make of it. It was amazing to them, but they kept their distance. You know, they really weren't ready to take Jesus's hand. And isn't that true of, of some of us at some points in our lives when Jesus comes in and, and helps to quiet the storms of our lives? We're really not sure about it and we're really not ready to give ourselves to, to him. And that happens. And then we come to Matthew's account, today's reading. Well, like the other two, this follows the feeding, incidentally, of the feeding of the 5,000 and then Jesus, after feeding the 5,000, gets away for some rest and relaxation. Now, I'm not certain what was on the minds of the gospel writers uh, and why they, they link these two so tightly in each case, uh, but I suspect there must be some reason, and I, well, that would be another reflection anyway. Um, but in Matthew, like Mark, um, Jesus is not invited into the boat. Now, think about this. Jesus is not invited into the boat. But in Matthew, at least there's an inquiry, you know? He's like, Peter says, you know, good old Peter, he comes up and says, if it's you, Lord, if you're not an evil spirit in essence, prove it. You know, I don't know about you, but I certainly have found myself saying that to Jesus in one way or another throughout my life. Lord, I believe in you. But could you please do this so that I can just believe a little bit more? You know, my faith is good, and Jesus recognizes that. But he wants me, he truly wants me to step out a bit more, and maybe even in something that I'm not all that comfortable with. And now, a last thought I'd like to give on this passage, and as I was thinking about it and praying on it, is... Um, what I'd like to kind of talk about uh, Jesus walking on the sea. That's what it says a couple different times. And those are the words that are used, walking on the sea. You know, it's, 
And it makes me think, actually, of Genesis, you know. And the earth was without form or shape, with darkness over the abyss, and a mighty wind sweeping over the waters. A mighty wind. Literally, in the Hebrew spirit or the breath, the ruach of God. And it was the beginning of life. You know, Jesus came out upon the water, like Genesis, over the water. Not like Moses, and he could have done this. He could have gone through the water. But he doesn't do that. And like Genesis, when Jesus swept over the waters of chaos, he swept over the waters of the disciples' lives who were in peril at that moment. A new direction began. So think about the storms in your lives and how you respond to them. You know, it'd be great if we could always jump out of the boat and be perfect, but the point is, and we know that that's not reality. What is reality is that Jesus does offer us a calming to our lives. He does offer us new directions in our lives. But we need to, like Peter, not falter, but keep our hand held out. Have a great day, everyone.